Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Show with Kurt Healing, probasketballtalk.com, the blog, and NBC Sports. Kurt, man, how's life treating you, man? You know what? It's all good. It, I, I've been really lucky. You know, everybody around me's been healthy. We, you know, still working, still getting to cover stuff, and actually getting to, you know, hey, getting to write about basketball. Not quite games yet, but getting closer to writing about actual basketball. It's been fun. Yes, indeed. Now, Kurt, I'll start off with the first of all, the whole campus bubble concept. Uh, I know here in Atlanta, there was a lot of debate on whether the Hawks should go or not. Personally, I'm glad they didn't go. Cause I, I, I didn't want to go personally. <laughs> but but, <laughs> but be, beyond that, I know Lloyd Pearson and Travis Slink wanted to develop the young guys some more. Um, how much thought was given to bringing all the 30 teams to Orlando and what made Cicero alone 22 rather than 16? There was serious not giving, given to all 30. In fact, up until the end, there were some teams really pushing for that. And, and look, let's be honest here. The reason is money, right? Like the reason mm-hmm. is you can play more regular season games. You can get uh, some of the regional television networks like the one in Atlanta, which, you know. By the way, all these, you know, you move this NBA schedule around and they're going to do this next year. You're, you're bumping up against Atlanta Braves. <laughs> you're, you're bumping up against baseball on like 22 networks. But um, they're, they're, you know, look, they gave it serious consideration and they were trying to find a balance between, look, it's business. They want to make money. And it just get the, again, the bigger the bubble, the harder it is to maintain, the harder it is to make this whole thing work, the more expensive it is. And in the end, they went with 22 so that they could play some regular season games. But, you know, it's not like Washington has a shot really here, right? Like, catching Brooklyn or Orlando and Phoenix is there to kind of round it out. Like, there are teams in the West that, you know, when play shut down, thought they had a legitimate shot at the playoffs. But it wasn't Phoenix. So, like, this this is a way for them to make some money and get get some things going. I think it was a balance. And... Honestly, of the options, it's I'm fine with it. I mean, I personally would have preferred straight to 16 and just go straight to the playoffs. But I get why they're doing this. This ultimately is about money and making it, it get a bit, you know. And this is a way they can the bubble for all its flaws is a way to can can hopefully control the you know the virus and keep it out. We'll see how that goes. And my friend in Memphis, Coach Jenkins. Um, I feel bad yeah. for him because if I had to play the eight and I play in game, I'd be so ticked oh, off. No. Curry, even when funny. Yeah, you know what? And I, I love, I love that team. First off, I love him as a coach. I love that team. Oh, John Moore. I don't. I think it's going to be interesting because I don't think outside of people who are really basketball fans, like people, you know, you and I, and a lot of people listening who watch. I don't think people. So a lot of casual fans realize 
how good John Morant is, man. John Morant is all that. Like he is, he is, he's a special player. And I think a lot of people are going to find out about him, um, you know, in these postseason because this is the first time that a lot of people will be exposed. But yeah, I feel bad for them because who did, who's chasing them now? A fully healthy, uh, you know, New Orleans team that's very not only just has Zion Williamson, but I mean Brandon Ingram took a step forward this year. They got Drew Holiday. They're just they're, that is a pretty deep team that we kind of thought might make the playoffs anyway. And then they got Damian Lillard and Dave <laughs> McCollum and a fully healthy. And I don't think people again. I think people watched the game. That team really needed to get healthy. Without Yusuf Nurkic, they're not the same. Like they're. Without that big man who could pass out of the in the out of the short roll and defend the rim and be the guy they need, they're just not the same. Hassan Whiteside could not do the job. They just got their guy back, and they're good. They're going to be like so. I'm with you. I'm Memphis. I still like their chances because you know they're still going to probably get into the playing game and they just got to win one or two. But man, it just got a lot harder because I. I don't really want to go up against Damian Lillard in a clutch situation. <laughs> I remember what he did to Russell Westbrook last year. Yeah, that's why I like, you know, I feel bad for Taylor. I really do. And my friends in Memphis. And I know they're happy about the team over there in Memphis. They got a great young nucleus over there. And really, yeah. I think, Kurt, that the Memphis rebuild, I hope, is something happens with the Hawks as well because – Struck gold in the draft with John Morant and Jerry Jackson yep. Jr. and some key veterans around those young players. And I'm hoping that the Hawks can get a little bit older, per se, and have some of the same veteran leadership around John Collins and Trey Young going forward as well. I Look, I think that those are two teams on the rise. Two teams that, in Atlanta's case, I think they jump up into, you know, I mean, there's a few teams I think in the East get a little better next year, but I think they jump up into the playoffs. I, I I like the way they're built. I think Clint Capella is a great get for them in terms of a guy who can really set and roll and, 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 and knows how to play that. that that's something that Trey, Trey Young needs. And the other thing is he, he's a good defender, man. He, he can protect the rim. I, I like John Collins. He's not there defensively yet as a young player. And I'm not, you know, we'll see if he gets there. But Clint Capella is much farther along that curve. So I think that they get a lot better. They could... You know, and I think as their young guys, you know, maybe Cam Reddish develops a little bit. Maybe Devon Hunter. Maybe they get the three and D kind of wing guys they need to go around Trey, and it starts to come together, and they can go get some veterans. But I like where that team is headed, and I really do like where Memphis is headed too. I think John Collins is special. I think that they've got some nice. Brandon Clark ended up being a steal. I didn't think he was. Oh, yes, I like Brandon, but I didn't think he was going to be this good, man. I didn't think he was going to be this good. So they, they're a team I like on the rise too, and you know they they got some time. The West is. Um, the top of the West is pretty brutal for the next couple of years. They've got a few years to build up before they got to deal with those guys, and hopefully those guys will fade a little for them. Now, Kurt, how do you feel that the guys have come back from a pretty much four-month four layoff, one-and-a-half-month layoff, because yeah. March 11th, which is my birthday, is when everything went straight to hell. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, so I can't be yeah. off the hell in life. So it's my fault. Okay. Yeah, it's my you. fault. Right, so it's my fault. So guys can get get the gyms in their homes like Mike Mike like a Mike Conley has yeah. or gets a run or workout. So I think it's going to be who's able to get in shape the most. I feel like this made it more of a wild card because, you know, you, yeah, still get back in shape, but really four months off and then jump back into it, 
you, you really don't know. You have the same chemistry anymore. Do you still gel? And you know, yeah. and guys have gotten older. Like like LeBron James has gotten older. He has gotten younger. He's got past four months, so it could affect those guys come October and it's late September there. I think we're going to see some injuries just because the ramp up is so short. They've been down now; they're coming back up, and they're going to be pushed to get ready for play. You know, if playoff is it, you know, tournament pretty quick, right? Like, I mean, yeah, they get eight games, and they're going to get a couple of scrimmages in there, but they're they're ramping up for the playoffs. And I think you're going to end up seeing a couple guys. You know, I, I hate to say this, but I think we're going to see a couple injuries in there. Uh, hopefully, nothing serious. But yeah, it's. A, I'm curious about physically where guys are at, how they come back. You know, you. Some guys are ready. You know, I'm not worried about LeBron. Skinny Nikola Jokic is out there in Denver now. He's lost weight. Like some guys look good, but there's going to be guys who aren't, and it's going to be interesting to see who plays their way. The other part of that is I did an interview a couple of years with uh, Tim Hardaway, senior, the, the good one, the, the guy, you know, the All NBA player for the Heat, uh, you know, back in the '90s. And he's his thing was like it was mental, right? His thing was like to use his words, who's going to get the clutter out of their head? I mean, there is a lot going on in the world. There is a lot that are being thrown at these guys. Now they're going to go to Orlando. What mental, what team, what players are going to be able to mentally focus on the game? And, you know, which teams are going to be able to have leaders that can get their teams focused? And those teams will have an advantage. And that's a really good question because it's easy. I, I'm not worried about, like, for the Clippers. I'm not worried about Kawhi Leonard. Like, Kawhi Leonard's a robot. He'll be fine. Like, he's going to go out there and ball, and he'll be great. But is everybody else on that team going to be able to get mentally in the right spot? Or or the same with the Lakers or the Bucks or the Celtics or whoever you want to talk about. Like, are they going to be able to mentally get into the right spot to chase this? Or or is this kind of going to get in their heads? It's going to be interesting to see because I think that's one of the wild cards that's just really unpredictable. I, there's, I don't know. I mean, I, I can take some guess on individual players, but I don't know. How's James Harden going to deal with being in the bubble for two months, you know? Exactly. And I feel like the guys are kind of resenting being in the bubble where they have to be stuck there. They can't leave. Kind of there in like a, yeah. a prep school almost where they can't leave the campus or military school. You're like, we have all these rules. You yeah. can't do this, can't do that. And these are grown men who usually run their own show, do what they want to do. Now they've been told what they can and cannot do. I just don't know how guys are going to react to that as well, Kurt. I feel like it's going to be a big factor too. How, like you said, the mental warfare of the whole situation, how you handle it and accept your conditions and play well in spite of your conditions. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be really interesting. And I think you're right. You, you really get at it right there. It's like you're used to having not only just kind of doing what you want, you get to run your life the way you want. But, you know, I want to go out to dinner. I want to go to the club. I want to go out to do whatever. Like all that stuff is opening back up, still going. You know, guys are able to kind of start do what they want to do. And this is not that, man. Like you said, prep school is good. <laughs> I don't want to – man, I mean two, three months in a hotel room? It's a yeah. long time, dude. I don't care. I don't care what they, how nice Disney's trying to make that. It's a long time in a hotel room, man. Man, but you said, and now it's another big question. What happens if an outbreak happens with multiple guys on the team getting COVID 19 or other t- playing on another team? So, what's the plan if players test positive and give it to other players on other teams? Then what happens? Is there going to be a day break, a week break to quarantine these guys and try to or bring in players off the street to replace those guys? If multiple players, it gets interesting. One player, a couple of, uh, they're prepared for a, a, we'll call it a handful of players to test positive. They've set up some, if somebody tests positive, they are instantly taken out of the bubble 
they've got some housing set up where they can essentially isolate them in these in some houses near the Disney property um, and monitor them and, and first off test and make sure it wasn't a you know false positive. But on top of it, then those guys spend 10 days, two weeks, whatever it takes for them to test, get a couple negative tests in a row, and then they can go back in. Um, it's one thing if it's one guy, especially if it's, you know, it's the ninth guy on the bench, whatever. If it starts to be stars or it's one team loses four rotation players, that's a very different thing, man. That's, it, that's a very different problem. And I'm really, and I don't know that we've seen the answer on how the league's going to deal with it. Like what they haven't said what the number is, what the tipping point is, how that gets handled when it's multiple players. So I think that that's still one of the things out there. I nobody knows, and it's uh, like it is a concern. The number of look, Florida opened up early, and the number of cases in Florida in general and in um, Orange County, which is the county mostly around the Disney property, those are way up as well. So. Um, it's just something to watch. Like the NBA is going to try to create this bubble, but you know, the Disney yeah. staff is still coming in and out of that place and everything else. Man. Yeah. That's the part of scares because I look at the numbers in Florida, they're rising and daily and rising yeah. fast. And, you know, same here in Georgia that we open early as well. And it's like, Okay, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a good yeah. idea because, like you said, the Disney, Disney staff is still coming in out of that bubble. It can bring in the virus to the bubble to the players and infect the players and cause a super yeah. spreader event. So it's just to me, Kurt, it's, it's going to be a crapshoot at best, man, going forward, in my opinion. And I and I and I get why there are players who don't want to do that. If I'm for the, if a player has some, you know, there are, there are players out there with Crohn's disease or whatever who have uh, who don't, you know, look, I'm. If I had that kind of illness, I might not take that risk, right? And or if I have a kid, if I'm a parent, when my kid has that, and I'm risking getting it and bringing it home, I am absolutely concerned about that. Like, I might be willing to, you know, financially, I might be willing to take the hit personally, not to take that risk. I mean, it's, it's a personal decision for everybody, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, and it's kind of the same with Black Lives Matter. I think there's some absolutely players who are invested enough in that that they might be willing to take a financial hit. I just don't know how many of them that really is versus how many are kind of like think they can use the platform there plus i mean it's not if things really went sideways and there was no you know if, if the players if a lot of players didn't want to go it's not just this season that's in jeopardy the whole cba gets ripped up and then i don't think you want to renegotiate if you're players man you do not want to renegotiate that in the pandemic so i, I think you're going to see guys go forward but there are guys who aren't comfortable, and there are guys who are just simply not enthusiastic about this, but will probably do it for the greater good. Now, you kind of leave it to my next point. Uh, what is the NBA going to do about the Black Lives Matter protest and the movement for racial That's- justice? So what is, is there a plan going forward in the bubble for guys to use their platforms to make people, more people aware of the, what's going on in the country right now? That is still being negotiated. What's going to be um, – done allowed i'm not even sure what, what the phrasing is there um it's the players union and the nba are negotiating that uh, right now and and bringing in some other players to talk about it i'm not sure i think i think avery bradley had a really great point the other day which is you know we've gotten past the point where wearing a t-shirt or even taking me during the anthem and or any kind of symbolic gesture is enough like what's the action what are you doing that's going to make a concrete change? What are the owners going to do that makes a concrete change? 
And I, I think that's a very, like, that's an absolutely legitimate position to take and question to ask. And it's the time to use that leverage to, to get something done. So I'm not sure what that's going to be. They're supposed to be announcing that, you know, they're working on it. So next week or two, I don't, I don't know. We'll see when that comes out. But I think that there is, it's a really good point that if you're trying to leverage actual action, you're going to have to do that now because once the games start, I'm not sure you can leverage it the same way. I'm, I'm with you there, Kurt. I'm with you there, especially when you're getting that bubble, you're stuck there. Not what you can do, so they make the make your impact yeah. now I mean, before you, you get can, there you for can, sure. You can, yeah, you can do stuff. I mean, you can talk about it and you can use your platform to promote it. But once you're in the bubble, actual physical action becomes harder. And so, what can you do? What can you get the league to do to take concrete steps? And that's, I think, again, I don't know what that's going to be, and I, I know that they're negotiating it, and I'm not. I'm not just going to take guesses, but I think I think that pushing for that kind of concrete change is important right now. Most definitely. Uh, last one I got for his Curry is, is kind of goes in the off season right here. Um, what's the word on what the cap will be for the next season, oh. and yeah. how, how it's going to be smooth again, or we're going to artificially inflate it like <laughs> like we did with the Warriors guy Kevin Durant and made everybody go crazy? Yeah. <laughs> so what's going to go on with the cap, man? Yeah, I, I think that that lesson stuck, right? The, the, the we're just going to throw it out there, and, you know, it's not just Kevin Durant. I mean, you got to remember, not only did Kevin Durant, you know, people remember Kevin Durant going to the Warriors out of that. Uh, Timothy Mozgov got paid that summer. And yes, we could, he did. <laughs> and, 60 million and a year paid. Of, God. And a whole, whole bunch of other guys who had no business getting paid got paid. I mean, those 2016 contracts are brutal. So, that, I think the lessons were learned by the teams and the players there. Just, um, I, I will say this. What I know is that it's still being negotiated, that they don't want to do – nobody wants to see the dip that would come if they just played it out, right? If they just like, we're just going to keep using the formulas we've got because what you'll get is – remember, it was supposed to be about $114, $115 million, the cap next year. It'd be below 100 close, you know, maybe down to closer to 90. They don't want that kind of dip because you take budget teams that are not paying a luxury tax right now and suddenly make them luxury tax teams, and they don't want that. Every, um, and then it would, again, spike right back up within a couple of years when the revenues start to return. So um, you're going to see some kind of smoothing. Exactly what that's going to look The salary cap's going to dip a little is what we're hearing, but they're going to kind of artificially inflate it now and then smooth it out a little over a couple of years after that. So it doesn't kind of bottom out. It doesn't make kind of a big V and just spike, you know, dip down and spike back up. They're going to try to smooth that out a little bit. So it's, um, it probably goes down a little from the 109, but probably not in or doesn't certainly doesn't climb up to the 115, but it's not, they'll smooth it out for a couple of years over that. We'll see. I, again, it's being negotiated. Um, we'll see what that number exactly works out to be, but they're trying to find a, they're trying to find a middle ground. And part of it is that they don't know what the revenues will be next season because when are we going to get people back in the buildings? Got there, right? Yeah. I mean, even if you start the games in December, at least I, I doubt in all market in, in every market, you're going to be able to get people back. So they're just not, and that's still 40% of the league's revenue. So, um, I, Nobody's quite sure what this is going to look like. It's probably going to take a couple of years to get back to put unquote normal. So um, we'll see what it looks like. But I expect 
I expect smoothing this time, and I keep hearing that because nobody – I think everybody learned from the last time. They just, you know, nobody really wants to go through that one again. And, Kurt, I don't think that – well, you know, me personally, I'm going to say personal story here. I don't know if I'll be back with the Hawks because, you know, I have asthma. And I'm not interested in being in State Farm Arena yeah. with a bunch of people, and I have asthma. You know, so I'll just be honest yeah. about that. And I haven't really heard what the media plan uh, is for the, the, the bubble either because, you know, we have to cover the league, oh. but – What's the plan for the media now? Is we haven't heard that plan either for the Hawks going going for next year or for the bubble. Um, I've heard the media plan for the bubble. That's out there if you want to research it. If you want, if you want. To, I don't know if your listeners want to listen to the inside the baseball bubble looks like for the media. <laughs> uh, that that uh, uh, that that's out there if you want. You text me or you can you just Google it. It's out there. Yeah, it's, um, uh, it became. It's, I've known for a while, but it's it's now public. Um, I don't know, though, you know, how they're, they're they're shrinking it down. Like, because the Hawks aren't in the bubble, I don't know if Atlanta people, you know, like, I don't know if they're going to let people in from it. Like, they're, they're trying to keep the bubble small, so I'm yes. curious how they're going to handle some of that stuff. And when you get to a team like, I don't know, the Lakers with six beat writers, like, you don't really want all of them? Like, wh- where are you going to draw the line? Yep. So it's going to be interesting. And then the um, I, and then next year, who the heck knows? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that, seems, that seems like a life away to me, I well, you know, it's funny. They asked me, they said, JR, are you coming back next year? I said, the virus would determine that, and my asthma determines that. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If that's yeah. be honestly, I can, honestly, yeah. I can be. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're all kind of there in some sense. It's, it's yeah, I, again, I feel really lucky to still have and be doing a job I love because I know that I, I know so many people in this business, and I'm sure you do too. I mean, there's a lot of very good people not getting paid right now and out available on the market. Uh, just phenomenal. In my case, just writers that I wish I had the budget to hire and bring in because there's some great people uh, out there that, you know, well, I'm the gonna media say, companies are getting hit too. Everybody, everybody's getting hit. Teams getting hit. Media companies getting hit. Everybody's getting hit. I'm going to tell you this, Kurt, you and Dan do a great job at Pro Basketball Talk. Uh, some of the listeners, I'll tell them to check you, you guys' blog out because you want NBA news every day, the truth. You go there, it's unbiased, and you all just tell it like it is. That's why I tell all listeners to go check you guys out. I'm glad to have you on the show again. I'm glad that your family is safe, Kurt, and I hope to see you down the road, man. We, 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 we get this world back normally again. We can go back and travel and cover games and finals again, see everybody at the All-Star game like, like we did in Chicago this year. I I look forward so much to that, man. I can't wait to get back. And uh, next, next time I see you at one of those places, I will take you to the. Uh, I, I will take you and buy you a beer, my friend. Thank you so much, Kurt. I, I would love a Corona, man. I love I love Corona beer, but not the virus. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, <laughs> dude. Hey, man. Thank you as always, Kurt. Man, have a great day, buddy, and be safe, man. You too. Take care. All right, it's Kurt Healing on the Boss Man Show. Sally Beauty's new all-in-one hair color kits make it easy to color your hair at home. Get everything you need to color for beautifully radiant results. Loved by professionals, open to everyone. Sally Beauty. All right, folks, back here on the Boss Man Show. My man's bones and back from my hiatus, but we're going to take a different route if we get to the Florida Boss Report. We're going to start off with a real lifesaver with people and Bones, who has had you on, a lot's happening in the world. Uh, the pandemic's gotten worse. Uh, the economy's gotten worse. And more blacks are getting killed by white officers. Worse. Uh, just one took place last Friday right in my own backyard. About 20 minutes from my home. One of the Wendy's I've been to before. 
And uh, what are your thoughts on the world, man, and how the world has changed and where do we go from here, man? Man, you know, you know that saying uh, where they say you can't go anywhere but up if you're already down. So the world's on fire, man. The world's on fire. I don't know how people are going to pull out. Uh, you know, because when, when people protest politely, when they protest nonviolently, they get crapped on. When they protest out of frustration and, you know, and break stuff, people call them animals and savages. So they're really... It's kind of hard to say where we go from here because, you know, all avenues are being exhausted and still nothing's getting done. Most definitely. They they want you, they, they want to tell you how to protest, which means don't say, don't say anything at all, pretty much. Like, oh, no, we don't want you to silent and protest. We don't want you to peacefully protest. We want you to be loud and protest. We'll just take it. Take what we give you and deal with <laughs> it that way. And I think that that time is up now. Yeah, it's, I mean, everyone says that, you know, the most, you know, the best way, I guess, is to start voting and get out there, man. Don't listen to these fools that say don't vote. Uh, no, you should vote uh, and get these fools out of here. Get McConnell out of here. Get Trump out of there. Get all these idiots there who are fascist, racist, dictators out of here and put people in there who actually are human beings with compassion and knowledge who believe in science who believe in people as all, all encompassing as, as one. Uh, so no, you should be voting out there. I, I mean, we had a talk down off air about celebrities saying, don't vote. No, that, that's nonsense to me. Uh, I mean, it's not the quickest way because, you know, it's still a ways away, the elections, but you got to go out there and make your voice heard through the ballot, man. And get these, these jokers out of here. And I'm going to put it out there. People like Diddy who said, we're going to hold the black vote. Charmaine the God, who's an imbecile, talking about Joe Biden have a black agenda, Angela Rye, Jeff Johnson, Ricky Smiley, T.I., Killer Mike. You know what? You know what they have all we have in common, Bone, that we don't have in common with them? They're rich. Mm-hmm. So you can, how, how are you going to tell me what to do, a middle-class individual, when you're rich, living in your lush, private neighborhoods, if it's Trump or Biden or whoever, not Trump, you're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Talking about yeah. who's going to hold the black vote. What's the black agenda? Please. Only one president had, had a black agenda. That was Lyndon Baines Johnson back in the 60s mm-hmm. to pass the Fair House and that for the Voting Rights Act and Civil Rights Act in the 60s. But, so I, when I hear this whole line, the black agenda, that would also say one president had it was him. So let's yeah. stop that that nonsense either. But Joe Biden's black agenda on his website, Boom, and Ricky Smiley, Jeff Johnson, Angela Rye, Charlamagne the God, Diddy, Killer Mike, who's a, a Bernie bro, who took him in 2016 not to vote, T.I., who's called Atlanta Wakanda. I mean, huh. do they not read before they speak and blow it? Because unfortunately, Bone, unlike me and you, celebrities drive how a lot of black people think. Yeah. And they're misinformation can cause others to, to get disenfranchised or get get not get not get unmotivated and not vote because they are bloviating because they're rich and don't really matter who's in office they're rich and have money it don't matter oh yeah i agree i i, I agree that uh you know you know i, I i'm neither rich i'm neither poor like you said we're you know a middle class type dude you know we have to work for for our, everything we get and you know you know we're not sitting on stacks 
like they are. So it's easy to say, you know, to not vote or easy, you know, to stay in Ivy Castle and just say, you know, don't do this, don't do that, you know, because they're going to be all right regardless financially, you know. So I, I agree with you. I, I think, you know, it's not quick. It's not a fast process. It's a long, it's a long game, you know, because everything happens, you know, in the fall. But you have to start getting boots on the ground to start lobbying for causes that mean well for all of people, you know, and and that and not only do that is, is like get out there and voting, man. So all you all y'all out there who are saying don't vote and abstain, you're hurting your own cause in the end. You're hurting your own people's cause, actually. And speaking of voting, Bone, I'm gonna lay something out for you. Okay. This is to my white friends who have since found Jesus the last three weeks and kind of see what we're talking about now. You know, being, you got to be, you can't say you're not racist, you have to be anti-racist. And you got to be anti-racist in in every facet. You can't speak on stuff and have a voice and go in that booth and vote Republican because guess what? Ain't nothing going to change if you vote Republican. You, mm-hmm. it's, it now it's right and wrong now. You gotta put your politics aside. If you're talking about want to be right, everybody be equal, because Republicans don't believe in that. They believe in power and money and greed. And people mm-hmm. like me and Bone don't matter. So, to my Republican white friends, conservatives, do you talking about you're not racist? You understand that you open your eyes up, but guess what? So, so you, you got get to be that way when it comes to policy too. You have to not be racist when it comes to policy. And be anti-racist and say, hey. My ideology is kind of Republican, but if I want equality for my fellow brothers, I, I got to vote Democratic for a while here to enact the change I, I want to see. So, Bone, hmm. it's not just saying it now. You have to do it, do it with your vote, too, and not vote how you typically vote. If you really want to see change that you obliviate to, to your black friends to prove you're not racist right now. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm, I will say that I, I have been black. I think I come from a... a from a unique circumstance, being a, a black American. And I grew up and was raised in a town that was 99% white up here in Jersey. Uh, it's a definitely a Republican town. It was an Irish Catholic, Italian Catholic uh, town. Uh, and I have old friends that I grew up with that, you know, I never had any overt uh, racism in my face to me personally. I think because of my family on my mother's side, we had a very good standing uh, my my grandfather was the first black auxiliary police officer in, in my my hometown. Uh, a lot of people knew us, and we had a lot of respect and some sway in our town growing up. So I so I was thankful in the way that I didn't have the overt uh, racism in my face. Of course, there was of course there are instances where you look back now and think, damn, that was racist as hell what I went through or you know what I saw. But uh, I'm saying that from my personal experience, I didn't have much in my face. Uh, but that being said, it's good now to see that I do have some allies, people that I grew up with in the, in that white town, and they are allies, and they may have grew up Republican, but they are now, I guess say, quote-unquote woke, and they're now seeing the atrocities to our people, and they are now standing at my side. They're now fighting with me. They're now getting a voice out, you know, for, on social media. Uh, Facebook has had now, since the pandemic, everyone now is on Facebook again, you know, so... You know, everyone's having their opinions out there on social media, and I, I will say that my white Republican friends are out there. Not all, but there are some out there that actually are fighting the fight with me. They are out there marching with Black Lives Matter, uh, 
protests, and I, I'm proud of that. And now the town that I reside in, you know, I live in Montclair. And anyone who knows New Jersey, Montclair is probably the most liberal town in America. So there are BLM signs all over the place, you know, white and brown people hand in hand. And that's what we need. We need our white allies. And you know, in regards to what you vote or what party you carry, you have to be a human being first. You have to see atrocities and injustice and systemic racism in our society. You have to see it. And if you don't, I can't really rock with you. But I'm glad that I'm seeing that we, like you said, we do have white allies and Republican friends on our side that are now seeing this as we're human beings. And you got to fight for your fellow brothers and sisters out there. To my white brothers and sisters, I, I need two things from you. And it don't cost a dime. Your voice and your vote. They don't cost yeah. you nothing. I just need your voice and your vote to make this thing change. Because black people only make up 13% of this nation. So it's going to take you all to help facilitate change. It can't be us by ourselves. We don't have enough voting power mm-hmm. to do it. We need your voice and your vote. You have to hold mm-hmm. your fellow white brethren accountable when they fall off the line and get into that racist zone. You have to be anti-racist with your voice and your vote and meaning because those two things are free and can help us overcome 401 years of systemic oppression and social racism of, from white supremacy bone. Yeah, and I always wonder why is that so hard or so controversial to be anti-racist? Why, why is that a problem with some people in this country where they have a problem with Black Lives Matter and they have a problem with the movement because the movement is about being anti-racist. So why do you have a problem with anti-racist? You really are truly a racist and a bigot. Exactly. You better be anti-racist with your voice and with your policy. No, no, no. There's no in-between here. You can't wedge it. You can't wedge it. And to my white friends who feel like you should only worry about one issue, no, we we cover everything at one time. This is the third, yeah. the third re- reconstruction here. Average reconstruction after the Civil War, the, the Civil Rights Movement was, was reconstruction. Now we have a third one. We can cover every issue, whether it be systemic oppression, the racist reform, the economy, voter suppression. <laughs> we can cover all of it right now. Police brutality. We can cover it all. We can't just focus on one thing. You can't ha- you can't you, you can't change. It's un- un- uncomfortable, my white friends. It's gonna be uncomfortable. It's not gonna be comfortable for you. But you have to put on your big boy straps like we've done all these years and fight with us. If you really want, if you really believe, if you really are about change and you love the Lord and you're a Christian person and you love God, well, help us. If you love, if you, if you love things, and I raise them your voice and your vote. And you yeah. I don't believe you're you're real. And if you don't <laughs> do that, I believe it's, it's blowing hot air up my ass. And I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna rock with you like that. Yeah, and just know that there's never a convenient time to protest. You know, there's never a convenient time for this stuff. You got to fight back, man, at all times. Like you said, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be a long fight, but you can't. If you're all in, you're all in. Don't don't, don't have that. Yeah, and my last point, Bone, is, uh, well, two points. I got to go for you get, get segment out. Bone, I've, I'm tired of my white friends trying to make me go with this. It's, all cops aren't bad. They're <laughs> bad cops and good cops. They're bad white people and bad black people. Stop that. Stop that. We're not playing both sides, okay? We're not doing mm-hmm. that game. One black man that killed a white woman in Minnesota as a cop, he's in jail. Mm-hmm. You know? So we kill one of y'all, we, you in jail. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing that both sides game. We're going to hold you accountable. I don't have power in this country. You do. You're the whites. You're white. Yes. Mm-hmm. White privilege is real. I know some of y'all white people get defensive when you hear that, but yes, <laughs> white privilege is real. Okay, 
me and Bone have to look around shoulders when we go out or get pulled over or go into a store. And me and Bone's biggest problem is not really white men, it's white women. Because <laughs> if they say they weaponize that whiteness against us, me and Bone could be dead. Yes. Or if you call the cops on me and Bone, we could, that could be our it for us. One call. So you can be yeah, done. Mr. Brooks. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Brooks. Sleeping in his car at Wendy's. Ended mm-hmm. up dead. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about he ran. Took a taser. He wasn't a threat anymore. He was running. He was fleeing. Yeah. You have his information. You have his car. You can find him. He told you he was probably going to sister's house. He told you where he was going. You could have found him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could live, live, live another so I'm tired of I'm tired of my white brother I'm talking about both sides is good and bad on both sides and good cops. And I don't want to hear that crap, Bone. And also, white privilege is real. Quit mm-hmm. running from it. It's yeah. real. You have it. Your skin color is you. Before you get before you get started, you you already, by being white, you're good. And to my white friends who say that I don't see it because you're not you, you don't see it because you, you're not privy to it. It's very nuanced. <laughs> we know yeah. it, but you won't know because you're not privy to it. That's why. That's why you don't see yeah. it, my white friends. I don't see it. I said, because you're not looking for it. You're not trying to, you're not conditioned to deal with it or see it. It's very nuanced. You don't deal with it. When you live in your bubble, bone, and they never know. When they're in that bubble bone, they will never know, man. Mm. Yeah. And lastly, when we talk about this, um, you got to know that the white privilege is real, okay? Uh, there's no dispute in that. I, I don't understand why people dispute that. Because just because it's not in your face overtly, it doesn't exist. No, it it is. Uh, you know, white white privilege is real, even if you don't feel it. And the thing is about white privilege is not saying that your life is easy because you're white. We're saying that you already have head starts on making your life easier because you're white. We're not saying you don't have tough times too. We're saying that your times are not as tough off the bat because of the color of your skin. And that's what white privilege really is. Is you, you have almost a head start in life. That's all we're saying. We're not saying that you're like easy because you're white. It may be easier, but our lives are harder off the bat because of our skin color, because of our pigmentation, and that's a fact. And you ain't got to worry about the cops killing you at a moment's notice. Or even, yeah, even, even, get... even yes, even the smaller sense of going into a, a, a store, to the mall, and I having someone follow you around because you're black, or hop in an elevator and see someone clutch their purse because they think you're a monster, or walking your dog down the street you know, as any other citizen will do, and people are are scared of you and cross the street for you. They don't understand that, and I hope they see that. I, I would hope that they understand this. I know my allies, my white allies, they, they know it, and they see it, and they feel it, and they're there with me. But so many others who think that is not a privilege, they got to wake up. And Mark Cuban wrote an article about white privilege on ESPN.com. Greg Popovich has talked about it as well. These are Steve Kerr discussed. These are three prominent white men. Stan Van Gundy, and the fourth one, has talked, has yeah. talked about it. Rick Eisen, the fifth one, has talked about it. Yeah. Mike Florio, a <laughs> sixth one, has talked about it. Six powerful white men on man's name have discussed white privilege. Yeah. But you want to deny and get defensive about it. It's not white guilt. It's just telling the truth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just facts. It's, it's it's not an opinion. It's facts, folks. It's facts. It's happened to us for so long. So please, either get on or get run over because the cause is coming. The movement's coming. And it's not going to stop. So either be on the right side of history or be left behind. You got that right.
Bone closed it out very perfectly. We're going to take a short break and come back with the boss report after the break. How do you feel about your office? Is it just a space for your company or is it a space to help you grow your company? From new HQs to satellite offices, with WeWork, you can find a space that works for you. Visit we.co slash space matters to learn more. Folks, back on the Boss Man Show. Heavy last happened with Bone and myself, but now we're going to have some fun. Go to Florida. Bone, I know it's been a while for you, man, but did you miss hearing the wildest goes on in Florida, my former home state? Yeah, I missed it. I mean, I purposely stayed away from the news. But I wanted to hear these stories firsthand uh, so I could have the shock value, you know, so I'm glad that I listened to you for a while. So now I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be shocked. I'm ready to be, be pleased by all stupidity. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, folks, you've been waiting on it for about a month. It's time for it. It's here. <laughs> it's the boss report. Oh, Bone, what would it come back for you? Naked Florida, man attacked flea market coin machine, then an employee with a bat, stole car, tried to kiss an elderly woman, peed on a woman's donk at the quick quickie mart, that's what it says, threw brick at another man, arrested with gun, ammo, and stardust, faces 19 charges, and he was a black man. This is all on one charge? Or it's all, all one evening? Yes, all one guy, a black man. Damn. He was a human tornado. He went through all the gamut. He went through everything. Man, and, and did you say that he had a pee on the little booty? He did, at the quickie mart. Oh, said, well, <laughs> <laughs> you packing, baby. That's what he said to her. Quote, you packing, baby. I would never, oh, you packing, that's funny. You packing, but. Okay, so it's, it, if a female is packing, the best way to impress her. This is not the pee on her booty, man. <laughs> <laughs> how do y'all pee on her booty and try to get, get that? Like, I always tell you, like, like, what is their end game? When these fools, like, cough their junk, or when these fools, like, do something that, that dumb, what is their end game? You think y'all pee on her booty and I, and I get her number now? Exactly. <laughs> yes. It, it, gets, it gets worse. Um, this is another black man that I'm telling you about, Bone. Tampa, Florida man arrested the burning down gyro restaurant because they didn't have his favorite meal. And after he burned the place down, he cut his junk out and said, now what? Suck this. Yeah, yeah, now what? Now what means you don't have a penis. So, like, now, now what? Now what for you, sucker? <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're not eating any food and you're not happy. So yeah, now what, sucker? What are, you, what are you saying? What are you saying? Who are you trying to prove it to? What is wrong with these guys, man? These are two black guys, man. I can't be fool. Yeah, the, yeah that, I, mean, I don't want to generalize and stereotype. But usually, the Florida Bay news is of a different, of a, a different persuasion. So yes. I'm shocked and, dis- and disappointed that these first two out of new outlets have come about our people. <laughs> yeah. Disappointing. Disappointing. <laughs> and... This is not one. This is this. It's getting back to normal now. Florida man lets twelve-year-old girl drive a jeep eighty-five miles per hour to be a quote cool father. Get this, he ain't even her dad. He met her randomly oh. at Walmart. Oh my god! So he's trying to be her dad. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's just, that's just nasty. I mean, 
Hey, who trying to impress a teenage girl? Yes. A teenage girl, man. And, and uh, I mean, I know then what I, I know what he's trying, trying to angle the angle for. Ew, man. And you're deep at 85 miles an hour? Yep. And you let a teenage girl drive your Jeep, and he's deep, man. All it takes is like one quick jerk of the wheel, and that kid is rolling over and rolling over and over and over and over. Like, hey, what, what, what are you trying to, I mean, I've been trying to accomplish and disgusting. But he, that, that wouldn't help. Man, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, man, it's terrible. Um, Florida man on beach during a pandemic finds four large bags of weed in the sand, turns into a lifeguard. Wow. I thought he'd keep it for wow. himself in Florida. He turned it in, huh? Yeah. He wins the award for a good dump person. Yeah, yeah. You say a four bags? Four bags of he found the sand on the beach in Florida. My man had the Nate Newton hookup. He just gave it away, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey man, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying pro drugs, but you know, it, it, uh, four bags of weed, you know, and you're in Florida. Yeah, that sounds like a party. Like, that's, why, a that that's a come up. That's a come up in Florida. That's a come up, man. Like, man, man, oh man. Um, Florida man and deputy sheriff warn about the dangers of children consuming drug laced candies from convenience stores. Drug laced candies? Mm hmm. Convenience stores? Yeah. That's what could be in. I mean, like, what, what? And what, what happened to you? I mean, always locked up, right? It's not. Ah. Wow. Like, why? <laughs> I, that's wow. a good question. Florida, you're wild, man. I miss you, Florida. For real, I miss y'all. That, that's wild. Yes. That's a real thing. Yeah. Even wilder. Florida man is arrested after shooting up Popeyes after Uber Eats order did not give him any napkins, forks, and sauces with his Uber Eats Popeyes. So he shot up, went in there and shot the place up, and not giving him what he needed from his Uber Eats order. <laughs> he shot it up because he didn't get a napkin. Some barbecue sauce and some filling fork for his Cajun rice. I'm gonna say this, knowing, knowing that my son sometimes listens to this this podcast. Uh, he called me the napkin hoarder because wherever we go somewhere, I'm always hoarding extra napkins. So he would probably think that was me shooting places up because I love. And my, it was a I black man too, Bone. It was a black guy. I love these. I love these napkins, bro. So I, I kind of understand where I'm coming from. It's just, it's just Popeyes. He got the, the biscuit of greasy, fried of greasy. Oh, you know I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying he's wrong, but I, I would, I would go that far. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, man. Florida man attacks non-Florida house guests from Michigan. And for, after being upset, they showed up at his house unannounced and naked. Oh. Well, see, for unannounced alone, you can sometimes give you a beat down because, you know, privacy matters. You know, you know why you just come in your house, you know, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, out of the blue like that. But then the car out of the blue, out of the blue, naked, man. Yeah, you, you might get uh, you might get smacked down a little bit. You might get a little smacked down. I mean, who is showing up your door butt naked on your front porch? <laughs> what is going on with that? Who, who does that? Michigan people are going to Florida, obviously. 
they, they, they would have thought, hey, I'm in Rome now. You know, when in Rome, just get butt naked. Man. Oh, my goodness. Um, Florida man fiance smeared dog poop in his face during an argument after he couldn't get it up during adult session. So he smeared dog poop. No, she smeared face. it on his face. She did. Oh, yeah, on uh, his face. She's really upset, huh? <laughs> I, I guess he, I guess he wanted, to, wanted to throw down. He's like, if you can't, you know, do a doggy style, have some doggy, have some doggy poop on your face. Man, what is wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my oh. goodness. So she was really upset, man. That kid is really hurt by that. <laughs> man. So so what's he doing with the agent? Is he doing anything? No, he just took it. Call the cops. Okay, I like. I mean, how did that call go? Like, you're making that phone call to the police. You're saying I got in my face, my girl. I got pushed by my chick with dog crap. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm not telling my boys ain't that story. My boys have that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not telling my boys that story, man. Uh, I, I, I think that's my, my, my grade, man. <laughs> exactly. Thorough postal employee arrested for trespassing at Mar-a-Lago and smearing bananas, baby food on cars parked there in protest of the jackass that owns it. <laughs> baby food? And bananas, yes, on cars parked there. I mean, hey, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, touching property is a good thing, but, you know, if you're down there with that fool, then you're obviously a supporter, so, you know, whatever, whatever happens to your car happens to your car. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, if you're going down there and you know that dude is not popular at all, and you know you're supporting that dude, you got to know that there's going to be some repercussions. Got <laughs> there, mm-hmm. right? Oh, God, just another story's going to throw us off. Florida woman arrested for smearing her poop all over park grills and tables except for his birthday party because the baby daddy did not show up. For the baby daddy? That's why he mad? Yeah, he didn't show up, so she smeared home poop on grills and park tables at the birthday party for a seven-year-old girl. You gotta know that the dude probably ain't showing up, right? You should already know who you're dealing with. You should already be like Danny Green. He is who I thought he was. So you should already know that you was showing up, right? So, so you shouldn't be that upset. And, but the fact that you are upset, okay, I get it. Cool, you're upset, you know, because he's letting his, his daughter down. But to smear poop all over the equipment, now no one's using it. Now you're not using it. And you are, you're nasty, but now no one's using it now. So, so you kind of bit off your own nose by your face. So, I, I don't understand the, 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 the process in your mind. Oh, this story's gonna throw you off. Um, this is story's gonna throw you off for sure. <laughs> Florida man arrested after putting a wife in that cloud. She blew her ass out while he did doggy style. <laughs> so, he put that cloud. But she fought it in his face when he did the doggy style. He put it in that clock. <laughs> well, well, let's just say that she's already in position for the ankle lock. You know, so the ankle, the ankles are right there, and the ankle is already easily acceptable. Acceptable. So you're already in position for ankle lock. 
Uh, I'm not advocating violence on women, but if you're gonna blow my face, man, look, man, I'll i never had it happen. I never want to have it happen. And if it does, I'm not sure how I react. But I would guess that I probably react closer to what that man went through. How about you warn me is coming? How about you had to feel that? You had to feel it. How about say, hey, let's take a make a break. Something. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. So far, I missed out. Yeah, if, if you're the woman, I mean, I mean, you probably know it's coming. I mean, I mean, you probably feel rumble in your belly, so you gotta let, let, let you know, let homie know. Hey, bro, take a take a five, take a five for a minute. You common courtesy, it's common courtesy. So angle lock, I I get, I get the angle lock. I, I get oh my it. god, it gets better bone. Florida man knocks out pass and turns to ones with Stone Cold honors bats and steel chairs for service being too loud while you try to sleep. <laughs> the, the, the good old fashioned so cold sun. Yeah, there are fails in the church. I don't know why guys go to that move all the time. It's either <laughs> rock bottom or a, or a stone cold sun in church. Is that like a church move? I don't understand why that move is always... It's like, it's like it's a copyrighted. It's, it's a copyrighted it's a church move only. Stone cold sun and rock bottom. You know what? And bats and chairs. Yeah, and that and chairs and it's just you always in place. It's not a church thing, man. That these these cats, these cats are always getting stole cold thunder. I mean, that must be a church thing. I don't know. And this guy was black too. So who did it? Who took him out? He yeah. was black. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> he, bone. He got seventeen charges because he attacked seventeen people. <laughs> wow! Wow, man. That's, <laughs> That's a long damn church, man. Right, these, these people are again steel chairs and and like, it's like 30 men, right? And like, the first 29 are in. And all of a sudden, the 30 guys, Andre a Giant, he just comes clearing the whole ring out by himself. You know, pretty much. That's what it was. Man. Hey, this crossed my mind, Bone, when it happened to me. But I'm going to tell you a story. Florida man arrested for cashing dead mom's on security check. I swear to wow. you, Bone. I thought about cashing my mom's check. She, she died on a Tuesday. That check came on Thursday. I swear to God, I thought about catching that chick, but I knew I did. I was in the jail. Yeah, man, it's what's happening. You know, you know, I'm not gonna say it's a good thing to do, but some of you know, times are hard, man. Some people just need that check, and they're not thinking right, you know, because you know, and if, if that check has a comma in it, then you really be like, wow, man, that that comma looks pretty nice right there in that check. You know, kind of tough. You know, I'm late on all my utilities. But yeah, you, don't do it, y'all. Do not do it, because the man will always find out. Yes. Um, while looking for his frisbee bone, a Florida man was bit in the face by an alligator. Hmm. That's it? That's the whole story? Yeah, that's it. So, that, so, so that, that's like a Tuesday in Florida, man. Right? Isn't that? Some people always mess with alligators and get caught up. I mean, Yes, indeed. Frisbee ain't worth it, bro. The frisbee is not worth it. Leave that frisbee alone. Go to the dollar store. Get another one, bro. That's all it takes. Go to the dollar store. Uh, get this, Bone. Florida man, he's a white guy, sets hospital bed on fire after nurse refuses to top him off. 
herself inside of TGI Fridays and shaking her groove thing at the boss and look at my nice caramel ass. But she was naked already in, in the place? Yes, yes. So she answered that naked or she was like... She came in and naked. pulled off her clothes. So she came in? Yes. And they just like nonchalant like her down and served her? Like, how did that work out? Like, like you see the one coming in butt, butt ass naked, and you just gonna let him come in and then sit down on, on, on your seat and, and, and just, just serve them? Like, what, what's going on here? It's Florida, man. And, what can I can say? And he's a sister. A sister did that. Wow. Mm. Yes. See what I mean? See what I mean? I, I go and think of that. That these stories are a certain ilk, and then I get shocked, man. I really get shocked. Is this gonna shock you too? A black Florida man arrested after pooping in court after getting the wrong charge he didn't like. Oh, wow. So he, <laughs> so he probably just thought that system was crapping on him. But he's like going to show you what crap looks like for real. <laughs> yes. That's some protest, man. I mean, he had to know. All right, he, he probably just thought that's already lost cause. I'm about to do this bid. And now for my last act of free man, watch this and just drop a few I mean, yeah, that's the only, the only thing I think of that. He probably just already hopeless. He's like, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. already screwed. Watch this. <laughs> yes. Man, Can't get no go. worse. <laughs> Can't get no worse. Can't this get is, no worse, boss. <laughs> this is a month worth of stories, people. This is a, we got more to go. This is a month worth of stories. I'll say this for Bone. A month worth of stories, <laughs> people. Foreskin theft. Florida man activists protest lifelong loss of circumcision. He protested circumcision? Yes. Multiple Florida men did. <laughs> A group of but, 61 of them. <laughs> Wait, so are you already circumcised as a baby? In Florida, it's optional. Oh, so, so he, he, he was just like, that, that's his hill he's going to die on. Circumcision, right? That's the yes. hill that he's going to fight for. To the, to the very end. <laughs> He's real serious about that. He's real serious, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, this, this gets worse, Bone. Florida woman arrests after hitting naked boyfriend in the head with a bat after he 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 he, get, he went inside her too fast. If you catch my drift, or he fired off too quickly. Yeah, the premature. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Kind of so, like, back to the door for that. So like he just like threw off and then like went and got a bat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, is, is he is he an older gentleman or is he younger, a young cat? His thirties. His thirties. I mean, come on, mom. It happens every now and then in the thirties, mom. I mean, it's not like you're eighteen again. You know what I'm saying? These ladies don't understand. You know, I mean, it happens every now and then. You know what, mom? Hell, you for know, me it happens. Yeah, then, if I ain't had it in a while, I'm gonna fire off fast. Yeah, and you know what? That's only round one. Who said it can't be a, a 12 round fight? So why not just give him a minute? <laughs> yeah, it's all going to be a fast first round. We ain't had it in a while. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so it was a it was a fast fight. You know what? There's always round two, man. There's always round two. Let him recuperate. You know, you know, let him go in the corner. You know what I'm saying? Work himself up again, and then go, go round two. Oh, I understand that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Florida woman, a black woman, ran naked around South Petersburg Park to escape a quote giant spider. So why was she naked then in the first place? Man, bro. Is that that say? Like, was she already in bed and she saw a spider and, and broke out? Or like, is she, was she just like, was she so scared she saw a spider that she got undressed and then ran out? Like, I think that spider, she watched that spider got undressed. That's what happened, probably. But if you were that people with your life, you don't have time to get undressed, man. You got, you got, you got to break out and, and bounce. I mean, man. I mean, just, I mean you don't, just, just, there's no time to uh, get undressed if you're really in the crisis. You, you go as is. So if you're already dressed, why are you getting undressed first? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Woo wee. Oh my God. Naked Florida man burglar busting the Florida woman's home. Pulls out his Johnson, pees on her, takes out her clothes, and rolls around with her on the floor and inside out in her yard so he's apprehended. He rolls around with her. Mm-hmm. Why is he rolling around? So, so wait, he already peed on her. That means he's rolling around his own pee too, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't get that. I, 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 I don't get it. Peeing on someone, first of all, but then he's going to pee on them and then roll around on your own urine. That makes no sense, man. None. None at all. <laughs> uh, get this. Florida man trapped in unlocked closet with his girlfriend for two days. Really? He was trapped in the closet. But it was unlocked the whole time. How do you like trapped in the closet? Like, how? Like, it's here for two days. Yes. So, after they're not eating and not drinking, and, like, if you were stuck in a closet with someone for that long, uh, bathroom situation is probably not ideal. Uh, <laughs> all the gas that come out of your body is really crazy. <laughs> Ain't, ain't ideal. So now, now you're in, now you're in a front car, a front coffin for two days. Ah uh, oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't get people. I don't get you all. I don't get Floridians and, and these these, uh, these news stories. <laughs> I don't get it either. Um, Florida man carries blind t-shirt wearing gator into a key lime pie store for a treat. Well, the gator is blind, so the gator is assistant. The gator just can't walk in there and uh, I'm blind and, and make an order. That makes sense, right? It's <laughs> Florida. That makes Florida sense. Yeah, they tell them. Alligator can't see, officer. Alligator is blind. I, I'm here. I, I'm the alligator aide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, Paul, I have a very question. How do you know if a gator was blind, though? How would you know? Maybe... Hey, Florida litmus test. You put your hand in front of the gator's mouth and the gator doesn't snap at you. Get ready gator can't see. I guess that's I, how you do it, Donna. I, I guess. Get this. Florida man, Stone Cold Stuns, man in Walmart looking at his girl's booty. Saying you looked one too many times, my N word. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, when, you, when you have a nice booty on, you know, a woman with a nice booty on your arm, you should have that as a flag of, of like, the pride, man. No, a look is a look. And one thing is he groped her or something, he grabbed her or something. He's just looking. He, he's admiring who he got. He's admiring you. So I, I, I personally wear that as a badge of honor. But you know what? That's right. Man, oh man. 
69-year-old Florida woman yells at passing vehicles before standing up, pulling down her pants, and urinating on the bed, saying, lick my twat. Oh, my God. That is vulgar. And how old was he, 69? Yes. White woman. Of course. But I was, all right, that's not the point. But, but 69 years old, I can only imagine the, the, the visual. And then... And then to come out there and say what she said, man. <laughs> I saw the mug side. She looks terrible. Um, I mean, if you got to be 69 years old and do that, at least you, like, can rear or feel around. Something like that, you know what I'm saying? At 69, those women are still fine back in the day. But uh, I can imagine what she looked like in that fight. I can imagine. I- I'm surprised that dude didn't crash her car. Man, I would have shit. Woo-wee. <laughs> man. Five more to go, five more to go, people. Florida man arrested after pouring beer to Gator's mouth after enticing the reptile to bite his arm. <laughs> so, as a reward for not getting bit, he gave him to do the beer? Yes. Is that what it is? So, like, you ain't bite my arm, Gator. So, here's the guy Pretty much. As a reward for not biting him, he gave him some, some nasty, nasty man. Natty Ice has a reward. And that kid's like, I don't want this crap, man. <laughs> oh, Natty Ice. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Wow. Florida man arrested after punching vehicles as they drove past him. Punching vehicles? Now, they were like, they were like passing by him. And as they're passing by, he punched it? Yes. Why? He had to be high. Yeah, yeah, you know, that that mess is strong, man. I mean, because one time it's been a long car to punch, and then driving him stop his car in the full street and come out there and just waylay that dude, man. My mama said, like, there's always gonna be that one time where you're doing wrong to the wrong person, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That one time, so all these that one person, and you know, and it'll be the wrong one, and then and, then, and now what? <laughs> Foolish. Here we go. Drunk Florida man and wife jailed after tampon tossing melee in the parking lot of a Hobby Lobby. Tampon tossing fight. Yes. I hope they were like fresh tampons, like out of the box. I, 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 I hope. I please. I hope. I hope so. Cause that would turn to a, like, a murder one case. If I'm getting slapped around with, with used tampons, you know, I rather get punched or kicked, man, man. Be waylaid with some used tampons, man. So it, it, I, I hope for that person's face that they're fresh out of the box, you know, out, out of the gainer kind of thing. Cause if, if, if they're used, oh man, God bless you. <laughs> man, uh oh, here we go. Florida woman arrested. After using a wet tampon as a deadly uh, weapon against the police. Right on cue, Bone. Right on cue. See, see. Uh, I'm assuming that the uh, the offender wasn't one of us, right? She was one of us. She was? Yes. Wow, but she lived in hell about it, though. Barely. So, I, guess, <laughs> I guess there is. I guess there is some progress in her, where you, where you can assault officers with you tampons and live tell about it and be one of us. Uh, but still, uh, at that moment, man, <laughs> as a 
very least you're getting tased. At the very least, you're gonna get tased by me if, if, I, if I'm be uh, if I'm being offended by that. You, you're getting something done to you. <laughs> yes. Last one oh, is wet. the last story is one of us too. You kind of laid as a story too, bone. Last one, naked Florida man who's one of us who shoved meat in his pants gets tased in the journals without the peeing on two white cops. Oh, yeah, man. At least he got tased. I mean, it could have been a lot worse, but why are you, why are you Floridians in this episode so pee-happy? Why are you peeing everyone so much? And poop-happy, too. Yeah, they're pooping. They're steering, pooping, and peeing. Is it because Trump was there for a little bit? Because I mean, the Trump, you know, no peeing? Like, like, like what, what is that thing we're being peed on down there? And farting in the middle of activities? Yeah, I don't, I don't get y'all, Florida. I mean, it's been a month away from y'all, and y'all didn't disappoint. Y'all did not disappoint at all. <laughs> so, Bowen, this is what you expected after a month of Florida stories that built up on you? This is what you expected to come back to? <laughs> yeah, because somehow, at the first at bat, you hit a grand slam with the, 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 the 17 counts against, including peeing on the girl's booty. That, that right there, that right there set the tone for the episode. It's the tone. It, 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 it came hard. It came hard and strong today. Yes, indeed. Well, folks, hope you enjoyed this week's show, The Boss Report. We'll be back next week, Boston Bone. Hold it down into the coach who had the Harper beard. He's hired. You're going to get fired soon, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> folks, out. And if you don't know, now you know, you know. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.